these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock matthew 7 24 welcome to jesus.com podcast catch the anointing center morning star cathedral hallelujah hallelujah do we have some grateful people in the house today hallelujah somebody give God some praise in that house this afternoon before I just minister I would just like to share a really really short testimony (laughs) 2020 has been a year and I'm sure some of us can't wait for it to be over because we're hopeful that 2021 will be much better but I want you to actually just test your faith in this moment and test um, yeah, your faith in this moment. Just look back and see that you were not or you are not where you used to be. God has done so much. It may not be the big things, but the fact that you're alive today, the fact that you go out on a daily basis and return to your houses every day without a scratch on you, God has been faithful. My testimony two years ago, I didn't think that I would amount to anything. And today, today, I mean, see me in chambers for the kinds of testimonies that I can share. But God has been good. And I want to tell you and remind you that even though it doesn't look like it right now, he'll still do it for you. Amen. Stars, the 
Pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedu. If you have lost hope, I want you to know that there is hope once you are alive. Have faith in God. Pray to the Holy Ghost. Pray, 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 pray. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Father in heaven, we thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. We commit this gathering into your hands. 
we pray, Lord, that your perfect will be done. Send us not forth empty-handed, O God. I pray, Lord, that you meet every need, spiritual, financial, social. Whatever need we came to your presence with, Lord, may we live with an answer. I pray, Lord, that somebody will come unto repentance this afternoon. Let a mind be renewed. Let a soul be saved. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. All right, we are observing social distancing. And so I want to encourage you that if the seat to your left or to your right is occupied, then you haven't social distanced. And so make sure that one seat to your left or to your right is empty. So that whether you are sitting with your brother or your sister or your husband or your wife, <laughs> for the purposes of protocols, let's try and social distance. Amen. All right, I want to be sure that everybody is distanced socially. Amen. You will not die of coronavirus. Amen. You will see many more years by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, this afternoon, I want to share with you a message God just placed on my heart. And I believe that it's a message God wants you to hear. I'm not too sure how the message will turn out, but I believe that it will be a good message. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're about to hear a good message. Some people, they don't, they don't obey simple instructions. How can you obey even bigger instructions? I said, just turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're about to hear a good message. Hey! <laughs> And somebody told me that I was giving somebody a job and the person asked me that, is the job, does the job have to do with people? I said, what do you mean? He said, that's for me. I don't like working with other people. He said, people are too difficult. He said, give me anything that does not have to do with people. I'll scrap the floor, I'll whatever. But once there's a human being involved, I don't like it. It's true. <laughs> people are wild. <laughs> Amen. That's why a lot of people don't want to be pastors. Because when you're a pastor, you always have to deal with people. Amen. Well, today, the title of my short message is Remember Lot's Wife. Tell your neighbor, remember Lot's wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, these are actually the words of Jesus. In Luke 17, 32, Jesus spoke these words. And this is the shortest or the second shortest um, Bible verse in um, the Bible, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Tell your neighbor, remember Lot's wife. Amen. Now, why did Jesus say, remember Lot's wife? Before Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, the Pharisees had come to ask him concerning the signs of the end times. And Jesus had told them many things about the end times. And one of the things he told them was that, remember Lot's wife. Amen. And this afternoon I came to tell you that, remember 
Lord's wife. Now, Jesus said, remember Lord's wife because he was speaking to Pharisees. And Pharisees know the scriptures and know the Bible. But as I say, remember Lord's wife. <laughs> Some of you are just looking into my eyes. Who cries, Lord? <laughs> Is he an American movie star <laughs> or what? <laughs> Amen. So for the purposes of those of you who don't know who Lord's wife is, I'll give you a little history so that you can understand the message. Hallelujah. Now, you see, in the Bible, we learn about a lot of women. We learn about Sarah. We learn about Abigail. Even during our Bible study, we learned about Rebecca. You know, we learn about um, Ruth, Naomi. These are powerful people in the Bible. But very few instances will you hear um, somebody learning about or teaching about Lot's wife, you know. And when I read the scripture in Luke 17, 32, where Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, I said, who was Lot's wife? So I tried to go through the scriptures to find out who was Lot's wife. Now, the funny thing is that Lot's wife's name is not mentioned in the Bible. I looked through the Old Testament, the New Testament. I even used concordance, used other books. Her name is not mentioned in the Bible. One book I found, which, I mean, they say is the Jewish, some Jewish book mentions her name as Edith, but I mean, it's not in the Bible, so. But I realized that her name was not in the Bible. Amen. But Jesus found it necessary to tell us to remember this lady in the Bible. Amen. Now, the story of Lot and his family is actually found in the book of Genesis. And um, Lot was Abraham's nephew. In other words, Abraham was Lot's uncle. Amen. Are you following the preaching? All right. And um, the Bible says that God, God had appeared to Abraham, had told him to um, go out of his country and that he was going to bless him and he was going to be with him and he was going to become a blessing. And the Bible says that Lot actually went with Abraham when God called him. And in Genesis um, 13, verse 2, the Bible says that Abraham was very blessed or very rich in cattle. I mean, in those days, when you are rich, we see it in your cattle. I mean, in these days, also when you are rich, you can also see it in your cattle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those days the cattle was the cars. So you see it in people's cars when they are rich. Amen. I saw one of these, um, um, this, I don't know whether a celebrity or Zimbabwean guy who was driving his Bentley, went to the club, went to enjoy himself. And on his way back, the car crashed and he died. You know, so people see a lot of riches in, in, in the cars that you drive. Anyway, that's by the way. So, Abraham was rich. And Lot decided to go with Abraham. And when you go on, you realize that Lot also became very rich. In verse 5, Lot also increased in goods. Now, you see, one of the things you must learn is that you are affected by your association. Never forget that. You are greatly affected by your association. 
there is a certain amount of wealth you will never see until you join a certain group of people. You will never know it by yourself until you join yourself to a certain group of people. That is why it's not good to be Ankunam. It's like, as for me, I'm alone. I don't like mixing around with people. Look, it's very important. And Prophet is teaching us on conflict resolution. And the main purpose of the whole sermon is so that you will value relationships and not just destroy relationships. Because some of you, you have destroyed relationships that you could have greatly benefited from. Some way, somehow. Amen. And the Bible says that Lot became blessed. And what I find amazing is that suddenly they started describing Lot's possessions. You know, as soon as I saw that, I realized that there's a problem. You see, because when you are part of somebody, whatever the person has is yours. In the beginning, we are told that Abraham was rich. Then as the verses went down, suddenly they, decided, they started describing Lot's riches also. <laughs> You know, and when you read the story of the prodigal son, you notice it. After the prodigal son went to waste all his substance and he came back. And the, and the elder son was complaining to his father that I've, I've been working for you all these years. I've, I've not seen anything. The father said something very re re revelationary. He said, all that I have is thine. In other words, when you are with somebody, everything the person has is yours. Everything the person has is yours. So at a point as Lot was moving with Abraham, everything that Abraham had, it was Lot's. But now a time came, Lot had to start valuing his properties. Say, oh, Abraham's forecast, I have two. This one has six, I have that, you know. And the Bible says that with time, the head, headsmen of Abraham and the headsmen of Lot began to argue. There was a great conflict. Now, what I find interesting is that it wasn't even Abraham and Lot. It was their workers that were fighting. <laughs> so Abraham and Lot maybe even had a good relationship. But now their workers were fighting. Then Abraham came and then he said, look, Lot, I don't want us to have any fight. I don't want us to have any problem. You know, and I, I really respect Abraham for it. Hey! You know, sometimes it's not easy to fight with somebody who is below you. <laughs> I mean, you feel like, and usually I notice it when I go on outreach. Maybe some small girl, I say, I want to talk to you about God. You say, oh, please, I'm busy. I say, hey, this girl. <laughs> I say, you, I can employ you. <laughs> I don't know what you're telling me, but you have to humble yourself. <laughs> Amen. So Abraham chose the lower position. He, he didn't say that, look, I have made you rich. You, when you joined me, how much money did you have? He said, look, I want peace. Let's just have peace, okay? Then Lord said, okay. <laughs> hey, Lord. <laughs> May you not be like a lot. <laughs> and then Abraham said to Lot, he said, well, I want you to take a decision. He said, if you choose the left, I'll choose the right. If you go here, I'll go here. Then the Bible says that Lord lifted up his eyes and he saw the plains of Jordan, well watered, said, mm, I like this one. <laughs> Amen. And you know what I find interesting? All this time, Lot's wife is not mentioned. But you see Lot taking different decisions, different steps along the way. 
one decision upon the other, but Lord's wife is not mentioned. And I have, I suspect that maybe it was Lord's wife who suggested it to Lord's that look. This Sarah cried, they've called, they call her mother of nations, mother of nations. Look, she's competing with me. Choose this place and let me also become a mother. <laughs> I can imagine Lord's wife suggesting things to Abraham because at least if you are a good wife, and you have seen how your husband has become blessed by following a certain man. And now the man is saying that separate from me. If you are a good wife, you will tell your husband that no, don't do it. There's something wrong with it. Be careful. Amen. And in the Bible, we see many women advising their husbands. Look, women are very influential. Oh yeah. Women are very influential. They say that the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. If the woman does not move, the head is not going anywhere. Yeah, if you like try moving your head without the turning of your neck, <laughs> you see you can't do it. Yeah. Amen. And we see it throughout the scriptures. Pontius Pilate's wife advised him. He said, look, Jesus is a just man. Don't touch him. I've had some dream this evening. Be careful about this man you are dealing with. And he took, he took some steps. We see Abigail advising David. I mean, we see it throughout the scriptures. Amen. But not Lot's wife. Choose, choose, ah, choose. <laughs> Amen. And the Bible says that Lord chose. You know, one day I was talking to a brother and um, he said to me that he had had some argument with his father and he felt he was right. And he, he was talking to me with a lot of excitement. And he said to me that, yeah, I proved to him that I was right. He said, look, you won't believe it. He had to come to my room and kneel down to beg me. Look, as he was speaking proudly, I said, you are finished. <laughs> I said, you are finished. Your father knelt down to beg you and you are proud about it. <laughs> I said, you are finished. <laughs> so as, as Abraham was telling Lot, choose, Lot was feeling very important. He didn't know that the, the man was the carrier of the blessing. He thought is the is the is the place is the is the well watered ground. He didn't know that in a few chapters or verses down the line, God was going to destroy the place. Hallelujah. Anyway, so Lot chose um, the place of Jordan, said that was well watered, and then he went there. Now, many verses down the line, um, there was a war in in the place. And Lot was captured by some kings. And Abraham heard about it. And I find it interesting, but Abraham dispatched 318 armed servants to go and rescue Lot. They actually had to kill about five kings to rescue Lot. Amen. Your father is always thinking about you. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm giving you Bible stories. You, you don't read your Bible, so let me tell you the stories. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, where am I? So, yeah, so they rescued Lot. Then, I mean, on and on and on and on and on. Then a time came, God um, told um, Abraham that he was going to destroy um, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then Abraham began to plead because he knew that his nephew was there in that city. And then he asked God, he said, God, if there are 50 people, will you destroy the city? 
He said, if there are 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? And God said, yes, I'll spare the city. Then Abraham said, okay, but what if there are 45? <laughs> and then God said, ah, if, if I find 45 righteous people, I will not destroy the city. Then Abraham thought about it and said, hmm, I, I doubt if there are 45 righteous people in the city. <laughs> so how about 30? He said, God, how about 30? If there are 30 people, will you still destroy the, the, the city? And God said, no, I won't destroy the city. If, they, if you find 30 righteous, I won't destroy it. Then Abraham said, God, don't be angry. Please let me indulge you some more. He said, how about 20? Hey, Charlie. So how about 20? You see, God is a very nice God. Though. Some of you think that God is some guy with a cane. <laughs> you don't want to talk to him when you sin. You don't even want to come to him. God is the only person that I know that when you have issues, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's the only one I know like that. Yeah. Because you see, many human beings, we don't like people with trouble. Hey, somebody tells you that I need school fees. No, it's like you don't want to pick a scores again. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. He said, Charlie, there's some armed robbers came to my house. Oh, I quite even had you. People don't like people with issues. Yeah, nobody likes anybody with issues. But God said, come. He said, if you have trouble, you are the one I like. Come, come. Amen. Don't run away from God when you are in trouble. Amen. Where am I? He kept begging God, begging God. You know, then when you go to Genesis 19, two angels visited Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. And I find it very interesting. The Bible says that Sodom and Gomorrah, Gomorrah was a very wicked place. A lot of evil was going on there. So when these two angels came to visit um, Lot, he hosted them in his house. And that night, the men in the city, they came to Lot's, Lot's house. Do you know what they came to ask for? They said they are looking for, they've heard that some fine guys are in his house. So he should release them so that they sleep with the men. It's in your Bible. <laughs> yes. They were, the angels were no women. They were men. And the Bible said that the men in the city, they came. He said they should release them that we may know them. That knowing is not normal knowing. <laughs> and what I find interesting is that Lot, Lot went out to meet the people the men that had come to sleep with the angels. And he told them that, look, these are visitors. Don't, don't come and trouble them. He said, I have another alternative. He said, I have two virgin daughters. I can give them to you. That's a very foolish father. <laughs> he said, I have two virgin daughters. I can give them to you. So that you have your way with them. Whatever you want to do, you can do with them. The men said, no, we don't want the girls. We want the men. <laughs> yeah. Right there in your Bible. Amen. <laughs> up to, up, it, it went on till the angels had to now employ their supernatural powers. And they struck dead all the men outside um, 
lost house. Amen. That's how the, that's how that episode ended. Ended. Then we went to season four. <laughs> Amen. The Bible is a very nice book. You should read your Bible. <laughs> Amen. So now, then the angels told Lord that look, God is about to destroy the city, and I need you and your family to organize yourself and exit from this city because God is about to destroy the city. Now, what I find amazing is that when Lot was with Abraham and Abraham suggested a separation because of the fight between his headsmen and his, his servants, immediately, Lot lifted up his eyes and the Bible says, and he chose. He was quick to move out of a good place to a bad place. Yes. And many times, that's what happened to a lot of Christians. It's so easy to slip from the church back into the world. So easy. But for a sinner to turn around and come to God, hey, the contentions you have to contend with. Very easy, Lord choose. But when you read Genesis um, 19 and verse 16, it says, but while he lingered, that means that not returning home. And this is Lot and his family. He said, while he lingered, the men, that is the angels that had come to him, they held onto his hand and onto the hand of his wife and onto the hand of his two daughters. The angel held them by force. He said, you will go. He said, you are going with me. And what amazing, what I find interesting is that the Bible says, and the Lord showing them mercy. You know, so I noticed that sometimes when God is showing you mercy, he uses force. Force. Sometimes you think that God's mercy is a cro cro. Oh, my daughter. Love the Lord, oh. Love the Lord, oh. If you don't love the Lord, you go to hell, oh. Some of you, that's what you think God's mercy is. The Bible said that he held their hands. The Lord showing them mercy and took them out of the city and placed them outside the city. Amen. So sometimes God's mercy to you is that you will lose somebody very precious to you. Suddenly you wake up. Say, hey, Charlie, death is real old. Yeah. You may fail some exam. Somebody you thought was your everything. God will just remove that person and suddenly say, hey, it's a wake up call. Hallelujah. So when he came to Lot being delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah, such an evil place, the Bible says that he lingered on. He wasn't willing to go. The angel actually had to hold their hand and move them. And when they were going, the angel said to them, he said, look, don't look back. Don't look back. And he said, don't dwell in the plains of the mountains. He said, go to the mountain, else you'll be consumed. That was the instruction the angel told them. He said, don't look back. And there are many Christians, they are serving God, but they are looking back. They are looking back. Their eyes on the unbeliever songs that they used to listen to. They say, Christian brothers are boring. They say, ah, 
those days, pa, the way Jojo used to come and pick me up in his BMW. <laughs> he told them, he said, don't look back. Don't look back. And the Bible says that lost wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. She couldn't, you know, look, disobedience and there are repercussions to disobedience. And I've seen that Christians, many Christians, our problem is disobedience. Disobedience. Many of us have heard almost everything you need to hear about to, to do well in life. Almost everything you need to do well in life, you've already heard it. The problem is whether you are going to obey it or not. Oh, yes. When it comes to finances, how do you be blessed? You know it by your tithe. You won't pay. You won't pay. You have heard messages on holiness, but no, you won't do it. You say, Pastor, when the feeling comes, I begin to shake. I begin to shake. Yeah. You know, when you are serving God, eh, you must serve God properly. Don't put one leg here and another leg here. Otherwise, you don't benefit. And some of us, one leg is in the world. One leg is in the church. You don't benefit from it. Hallelujah. Lot's wife couldn't leave Sodom and Gomorrah behind. And Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. He said, remember. Remember. This afternoon I'm telling you, remember Lot's wife. Some of you have had messages. God has spoken to you clearly about things. God is telling you, remember Lot's wife. He told her clearly, he said, don't look back. Don't look back. He said, this guy, he's going to destroy your life. Leave him. He has told you clearly. You've had dreams. Your pastor has preached. It has preached you. But still, you say, let me just check one thing out. Just check one thing out. He said, remember, lost wife. He was talking to his, 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 the Pharisees. He was talking to them about the end time. And I believe that the, we, we, some of us may not die. I think the end is very near. I think so. Some of you, you may not, you may not marry before, the, before God comes to <laughs> Why are you saying everything that my people do, you have already done it before. You are saying. <laughs> yeah. But remember, remember, remember Lord's wife. Remember Lord's wife. Yeah. These were the words of Jesus. He said, remember. Remember Lord's wife. Amen. And when you read on, it's sad. Lost wife's disobedience caused so great problems, so many great problems, so many great problems. When the wife became a pillar of salt and they continued in the journey, the angel actually told them that, look, go on to the top of the mountain. But Abraham also didn't listen. He actually went to hide in a cave with his two daughters. And the Bible says that the following morning when they woke up, the daughter said, ah, it looks like the whole world has been destroyed and we are the only people left on the surface of the earth. They said, how, 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 how is it going to be that 
people are going to have children and, they, and, and procreation is going to continue. So they said, we are confronted with a problem. Let's solve that problem. You know what they did? They made their, their father drunk. They gave their father drink to drink and the father became drunk. And the elder sister slept with the father and became pregnant. Then the younger sister also slept with the father in the same way, made the father drunk and then became pregnant. Maybe if the mother was around, all these things would not have happened. But you see, as I read the whole story, I realized that the, 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 the whole lot family, there, there were family issues. I mean, a father that can suggest to outsiders that I have virgin daughters, you can take them, leave the visitors and take my virgin daughters. It tells you something about the man. Yeah. But that disobedience, that disobedience, it caused problems. And the two children, the daughters, the children they had, the elder daughter's child was Moab and the second daughter's child was um, Ben-Amin or something like that. And he became the father of Ammon. So the Moabites came from one side, the Ammonites came, and these two tribes, they troubled Israel. One single disobedience, you see that it just has such a rippling effect. It just keeps going, cascading, cascading, cascading. Yeah. And I tell people, I said, one person that you marry, it can transform your whole life. Your whole life. You don't have any idea. Your whole life. Your whole life. You think, oh, it's just five minutes. That five minutes, it can cost you your whole life. Jesus said, remember, lost wife. All she did was turn her neck like this. I don't know what you have been looking at. But God is telling you, remember, lost wife. All she did was she turned her neck and she looked back. She looked back. Some of you are joking with God. You'll be very surprised. Look, we do this, we don't hear messages of heaven and hell. All we hear about things to do to survive on this earth. But there's a heaven and there's a hell. And Jesus says, remember, lost wife. Put your hands together for Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring our service to a close. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This afternoon, I want you to reflect on what God has said to you. God never gives a warning without judgment. Any warning he has given you, he will judge you for it. Anything he has told you, he said his word will not fall to the ground. Anything he has said to you, he will judge you for it. This afternoon, I want you to reflect and take a decision. You have a responsibility and your responsibility is obedience to his word. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. If you were to die this very minute, you know in your heart of hearts that you are not going to heaven. God says, remember, lost wife. Remember, lost wife. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You are here like that. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to make a U-turn. I don't want to keep on this road that I'm journeying because I know it's not taking me to a good place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to pray this prayer after me. 
Lift up your right hand and let's pray. We want to give your heart to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and let's pray. God bless you. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. But today, I humble myself before you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. Amen. If you pray this prayer, I want you to know that you are born again. And the Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated. Thank you for listening. We believe you were blessed by this message. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kachida Anointing Center, Morning Star Cathedral, Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 0244-633-854 or 0546-125-491 for other messages and any information. Follow us on social media Jesus.comctac on Facebook at Jesus underscore on Instagram at j.com underscore ctac on Twitter. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 12.30pm. Stay connected.